the apex of all Christian endeavor must become to place the jewel of a soul in the crown of our Savior, your family, your friends, your loved ones, your co-workers. That is focus. God sent me to tell you he is about to show out on your behalf. Will you let him? Our faith stands measured by how we react. When hell stands next to you, be still and know that I am God. You cannot remain silent. I need you to know that we're snatching people out of darkness. I don't have all of the anointing. You don't have all of the anointing, but when we get together, oh my gosh, we can curse cancer, we can cast out demons because we get the full measure of the statue of Christ. It's independence now. I'm taking it all, and I want it all, and I receive it all. Can I tell you, God will never pour his finest on us until we get together. God wants us to have unity because when the unity shows up, God shows up. We are focused. Your purpose is not to collect a crowd. Your purpose is to preach the gospel to produce a cloud. Dominion Camp Meeting, June 30th through July 2nd, Columbus, Ohio, World Harvest Church. For more information, visit rodparsley.com. John 3.16 says, For God our Father so loved this world that he gave the original Father's Day present. He gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe upon him not perish but have everlasting life. Now, there's a lot in that verse. First of all, God the Father gave his Son. And then the Son gave his life. This is one of those if-then statements. If we believe upon him, then we will have eternal life. Do you know the number one statement that children make on Father's Day concerning what they want from their fathers? The number one statement, think in your mind what that might be. Maybe some money, maybe, you know, some kind of help, maybe, you know, pay for their education. But don't worry about that. The government, just make the loans. The government will forgive them. Just, well, the government won't, but taxpayers will. So, so, there we have the number one statement that children make concerning what they want from their fathers is simply this. Would you spend some time with me? Wow, what an indictment. What a revelation. Would you give me some of your time? Will we have the great example? God our Father made heaven eternal. And then he gave his son to give us eternal life so we would never be separated through the endless ages of eternity. Wow, we're gonna spend time with our Father. 
That's a pretty good dad. A pretty good dad that says, I've got the entire universe is known to run and those that are not not known to run. He said, "I, I have to take care of the cattle on a thousand hillsides and the hillsides too. He said, I got to see to it that everybody that calls on my name is saved. I got to see to it that when they ask me for healing, it's right there. I got to be the kind of dad that before they can think my name and say it, I'm already there with them. I got a lot to do. So God said, we're gonna do this and then we're gonna wrap the whole thing up and we're moving to a brand new city in a place called heaven where we won't have to change light bulbs because the Son of God will be the light of that city. Woo, that's a daddy. I dare you to shout, that's a daddy. My great God. He's gonna spend time with us. He told us what he was gonna do. He said he was gonna wipe all the tears when we walk through those gates. He's going to be at all 12 of them at the same time. And every single person, he's going to reach out and wipe every tear from our eyes. And he's going to touch our eyes so we never cry again. There won't be any death there. He's going to abolish death. Do you know your body was made to never die? That's the truth. Brother Copeland, he's believing God to live to 110. And with his kind of faith, I imagine he'll make it. I pray for him every morning, every night that he'll make it. Amen. Amen. But we're going to, your body, there's not a cell in your body right now at this moment that is the same cell as seven years ago. Every seven years, your body renews itself. Even in this fallen state, that's the reason your looks change. You're not who you were seven years ago. There's nothing about you that is the same as it was seven years ago. Because seven's the number of God's completion, eight's the number of new beginning. He makes all things new. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. What a God. What a daddy. Abba. Abba. Father. Abba. I belong to you. Lord Jesus, I worship you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. What a daddy. What a daddy. He said, you'll not only eat the leaves of those trees for the healing of the nations, but you'll drink. Let he who will come. The bride says, come. The father says, come. Let all who will come and drink. We're going to drink in heaven. But you won't need alcohol. You won't need sugary, syrupy, soda pop. No, that's the river of life. Yes. That our Father 
loved us so much that when Adam and Eve were told, see all this beautiful garden? Of every tree of the garden you shall eat, but of the tree in the midst of the garden thou shalt not eat. For in the hour that you eat thereof, you will surely die. Now he didn't mean cease to exist. The prodigal son was called dead. This my son, which was dead, his father said, is now alive. He wasn't dead. He was just separated. And that's the way we are when we're born. But then God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. And on that rugged, angry, mean, biting beam, on that rail called Calvary, on that ugly, vicious tree, he suffered. He shed his blood bleeding by which the very veins of God himself were emptied. And with every drop that dripped off his toes into bloody pools on the earth, it shouted back up, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. That was my sin that hung him there. That was my death for which he died. That was the penalty of my transgression for he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him and with his stripes we are. Therefore we were what a daddy because when we did our worst to the best that heaven had to offer on that tree suffering sighing crying dying Bleeding, wheezing, expiring, suffering Savior. A thief, vicious, cruel, murdering, lying, stealing thief, looked over at him, scolded the other thief, and said, why are you railing against him? We know that we are receiving what we deserve. He was speaking for us. That, the middle cross, that had our name on it. But our daddy moved us out of the way and said, whatever, was going to fall upon their necks the, the fast sword of justice. Let it fall on me. And he took our sin that separated us from God. The penalty of death to be separated from God in a place not created for you, a place called hell where the fire is never quenched and men gnaw on their tongues for pain. We don't think about death, but since your daddy met your mama, 
death has been looking for you. That thief said to the other thief, you need to be quiet. Because we know what we've done. Do you know the beginning of wisdom with God? When you realize what you've done. We live in a culture that says you don't ever do anything wrong. All you have to do is show up one time for 10 ball games and at the end of Little League, they'll give everybody the same trophy. That's what's wrong with America. That thief said, we know what we deserve. Do you? Do you know what you deserve? We live in a culture that demands its rights and forsakes the responsibilities attached to them. And it's seeped in like an oozing sewer into the pulpits of America and therefore into the pews to the point that we act as though God owes us something. He didn't owe us a thing. But he paid the eternal price anyway. And that thief said, hey, you need to be quiet over there. We know what we've done. But this man, this man on that middle cross, he is guiltless, spotless. The eternal son of God. And then he looked at Jesus in all that mess, in all of his sin, in all of his wrong concepts, in all of his wrong precepts, in all of his wrong understandings, dying in his sin, and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your glory. And you know what daddy said? Daddy said today, not tomorrow, not at the resurrection, today, you will be with me in paradise. Paradise, that portion of Hades, Sheol, under the old covenant. A place reserved for the dead without Christ, Hades. In Hades, there was a place called paradise. Lazarus, who lay at the gate of the rich man, looked up. That rich man looked up, your Bible said, out of Hades, out of Sheol and looked across a great gulf fixed and could see and hear Abraham who died a righteous man. But he's in a separate compartment of Hades. So Jesus is dying. He's about to expire. Three days his body 
will lay in the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. But on the third day, as the sun broke meridian horizon, just after midnight, something happened. Your Bible said Jesus went into Hades, paradise, and preached to the souls in paradise who had died righteous, but without the saving grace of Christ, went and showed them his nail-pierced arms. And then your Bible said, he led them up out of Hades, led captivity captive, and gave gifts to men. And paradise, the abode of the righteous dead, moved to the third heaven. Now, if that that thief's first cousin who believed in Jesus after his resurrection from the dead, he went to paradise too, but paradise had moved. Paradise now is to be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. There's no intermediate state. We go, ah, we go. Last breath, first breath, in the presence of God. What a daddy. What a father. If then, if we believe in him, then we will receive eternal life. Who doesn't want to make that bargain? Nobody wants to go to hell. Well, hell's not real. Well, it will be just as hot when you get there. It doesn't really matter what you believe about it. It doesn't change the essence of the fact. Hell is real place of unimaginable suffering and torment and people are there now they're in Hades but at the great white throne judgment God will call them out of there the earth and the sea gave up the dead which were in them to stand before God they won't want to come out of there they're in conscious suffering beyond description right now, but they will beg not to come out of there because there's a second death after the white throne judgment. And I saw Satan and all that followed him out of Hades, hell, Sheol, the pit, and cast into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone forever. No reprieve, no stay of execution, no appeal to the governor's office, no Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every day the same, endless and everlasting. You say, why would God create a place like that? Well, he created it for the devil and his angels. 
He didn't create it for you. And if you go there, you'll be an intruder on him forever. But you don't have to go there because your father paid the price. He got your ticket. He stamped it in his son's blood. I told you last week, I'd like to talk to that thief. I'd like to have seen that scene playing out in paradise. As an angel comes to check the tickets and says, what in the world are you doing here? And that thief said, I don't know. And the angel said, well, uh, let me go get my supervisor. Check with him. Hey, there's some guy out here, a thief. The devil will always remember your former name, but God never will. The thief that was crucified with the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He says he can come in. All right, I'll see about this. Sir, what have you done to earn entry into God's paradise? Nothing. Sir, what gives you the right in your mind? And the thief said, hold on now, wait just a minute. I don't know who the disciples were. I think the epistles were the wives of the apostles. I'm not sure one book of the Bible from another. I never did go to catechism or Sunday school, neither one. I never did sit in a padded pew. I never did dance. I never did wave my hands. I don't understand theology. I don't know how this happened. All I know is the guy on the middle cross said I could come. As he said, you can come. Paid in full. Here's the gospel. Jesus loves you. He didn't say you deserved it. You don't. But he loves you. With unconditional love. Self-sacrificing love. He doesn't lust you. That world out there tells you all the church wants is something from you. God doesn't want something from you. He wants you. When I survey the wondrous cross upon which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy 
Oh, the day, oh, the blood, oh, the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not my works, not my amen, not my dollar in the offering plate. Nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What a daddy, what an Abba. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left its crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Let's just thank him. Let's thank him on Father's Day. Let's thank him. Let's thank him that we'll never know what hell looks like. Let's thank him that while the endless ages of eternity roll on, how long is eternity? One great preacher three generations ago said if the slowest and smallest sparrow would begin to fly from the third heaven down, pick up one grain of sand off this blue marble planet and fly back to the throne of God and deposit it there. By the time that sparrow had emptied the earth of every grain of sand, eternity would not have ticked one second. That's a long time. Somebody ought to get happy that's going to heaven. We're too, we're too bound to this cursed planet. We're too bound by time, by space. Oh, eternity. Unborn ages proceeding out of the being of God. This Milky Way galaxy is not a speck to the dwelling place of God. Before anything was, He is. We're just here for a moment. Bible says this life is like a vapor. Then it's gone. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't, let's not look around a moment. Let's, let's look inward. Let's not, let's not look to somebody in front of us or something behind us or to the left or the right. Let's look deep, 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 deep within. There. In the innermost recesses of your own conscience. Do you at this moment have peace with God? Your Bible says that God would bear witness with our spirit. What does that mean? That means you know in the deepest, most inward part of your being, better than you know your own name, that you are a child of God. God promised you that. And if you don't know that, if there's something that keeps coming up in your conscience, I'd like to get that taken care of. Yes. 
What better day to do that than on Father's Day? To come on home to Jesus. I'm going to count to three. When I say three, I'm not asking you to join World Harvest Church. That won't take you to heaven. I'm not asking you to shake my hand. That sure enough won't take you to heaven. I'm not asking you to join a, most, a religious organization. Most of them are going to hell as well. I'm asking you. There was a God that came as a man, died on a tree, raised from the dead on the third day. He loves you. Number two, he died for you. Nobody else did, only Jesus. Number three, he can change your life. Everybody that knows he can, shout hallelujah, because he changed yours. He can change your life. Heads bowed, eyes closed, this is it, I'm counting. On three, on this Father's Day, I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to say no to the devil. I want to give my life to God, my heavenly Father who created me because I got some broken stuff in my life and I believe he can fix it because only he made me, only he can fix me. Because only Jesus never sinned, only Jesus can forgive me. On three, I want you just to raise your hand wherever you are in any of our campuses or if you're watching online by any social media or rodparsley.com, wherever you're watching, on three, I want you to type in the word save, S-A-V-E, save, that's it. We're gonna pray for you. I'm gonna send you literature. We're gonna get you all the way to heaven. If you're in one of these buildings, under the sound of my voice and sight, when I say three, you wanna know for sure when you go to bed tonight that if you never open your eyes again, you will open them in the presence of God and not in the bowels of hell to spend eternity. There is no purgatory. There is no intermediate state. There is no appeal after the angel of death comes to take you. Tomorrow's promise to no one. Today is the day of salvation. This Father's Day. Make the decision you'll be glad you made. Know Jesus as Savior and that you're as sure for heaven as if you were already there. I'm counting on three. Raise that hand or type in the word save. You ready? Do it now. One, two, three. Shoot that hand up in there. Leave it up. Leave it up. If, if, you're, if you're standing, remain standing with your hand raised. If you're seated and you got your hand raised, I'm going to ask you if you'd stand. Stand with your hand raised. We have teams coming right now to give you some literature. Please leave your hand up till they find you right here in the middle, all over back here in the middle, back here in the back, all over the building. Leave your hand up, leave your hand up, they'll get to you all the way back here in the back corner, back there by the back doors, all over the building. I wish somebody would get happy. All over the building, right here, right here, precious lady, amen. Right here, amen, amen. 
Leave your hand up till they get to you. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. You say, I don't know how. Great. That's the best kind. That's the best kind. All right, we're going to pray now. Are you ready? You say what I say. Heavenly Father. Daddy. Abba. I've heard the gospel. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe he loves me. I believe he can change my life. And so I come now to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal savior. Satan, self, I renounce you this day. You are not my God. I will not serve you. Lord Jesus Christ, I accept you, believe in you, confess you as my personal savior. I will live for you as you show me how. It makes me so happy to be forgiven and on my way to heaven. I could almost clap and shout. Oh, why not? Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I wanna invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.